Do you ever feel like nobody is listening to you in sporting life? Do you watch a team play and think that you could do it better, or that you could manage it better? Do you sit at home and wonder what the people in charge are actually doing? If you can relate to any of these feelings, then stop right there and celebrate, because you've found the perfect outlet to share your opinions and views, the Football Ranter Podcast. You Southern Shandy drinkers can get fucked as the North rules the Premier League. Go on, tell me otherwise, and that Astrid Bird best stick to OnlyFans as she knows jack about football. Is this how you feel about football? Do you love the North, but hate the South? Is Klopp an idiot? Would you drop kick pep? Do you dream of having hair like Arteta? Do West Ham fans remind you of orcs? Does Harry Kane spit a lot? Is the MLS a home for has-beens? If so then Football Ranter is your home. Listen up, this damn podcast ain't for the faint-hearted. We're talking mature themes and adult content here, so don't come crying to us if it offends your delicate sensibilities. Consider this your only warning. Hello, good afternoon, good morning in reverse order. Good evening and welcome back to Football Ransom Podcast. As always, you've got myself here, A-Bomb. I hope everyone out there is doing well. Over to my left, we've got El Chapo, as usual. How are we tonight, sir? Oh, doing exceptionally well, thank you. And, um, yeah, hello to everybody. I can't believe it's our 19th episode. Um, almost at that time. Where, where has the time gone? I mean, we'd have been about 28, I think, by now, if it wasn't for my bad internet, bad computers and everything else that goes with it. So, um, I'm doing well, mate. I'm doing well. How about yourself? How about, I'm, how all right, I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. I'm, I'm a bit gutted because... The weekend just went and I had no football, which I was gutted about. As you know, I couldn't make it down to the Emirates on Saturday, but I was at least hoping to make it to a game nearby. So I had Stevenage game I was planning on going to, which was a frozen pitch. And then I thought I'd go and cheer on Royston Town FC, who are not too far away, a frozen pitch. So I didn't get any football at the weekend. So I'm a little bit anxious still. I don't feel like that itch has been properly scratched, if you know what I mean. Um, And I'm hoping I can rectify that this weekend. Um, well, I've got a few itches that need scratching, but I think I probably need some medication, if I'm honest with you, on that one. Anyway, on that note, we will move over and say, good evening, Dr. Q. How are we, sir? Hey. All right. A- anything else you want to add to that, or are we we just happy with that tonight? I'm grand. Yeah. And just for everyone out there, Dr. Q is looking like the Emperor from the Star Wars franchise tonight. <laughs> um, and I love it, to be fair. I quite like it. It's, I wouldn't say it's growing on me, but it may well do in the next hour or so. Um, so, yeah, as Chapo, I can't believe we are. Episode 19. Does that mean that we're going to celebrate episode 20 or, or, you know, being a milestone as such? I don't know. It's, it's, it's gone quick, really. Almost well, to episode 20 already. Team dinner. I think a team dinner. Um, well, we were talking about planning something, weren't we, at the weekend? Uh, well, yeah. like, weekend just gone. We were we were chatting about when's our next meetup going to be. Get Roadman. No Roadman tonight, by the way. I know that everyone uh, from last week would have would have really enjoyed Roadman making an appearance, um, and I'm sure that people will be gutted that he's not. I'm probably switching off right now. The fact that we're telling them that Roadman's not here, but I'm <laughs> sure if you want, we could add some you know Roadman outtakes from last week's show uh, <laughs> around about here. Roadman, how you doing? 
Yeah, man. Just seeing if everyone's all good. But I'm sure Roadman will make some more appearances very, very soon. But yeah, we do need to get something else sorted. Uh, I'm sure it will revolve around football, and I'm sure it will evolve around football and beer and food, the things that we like, really. So, um, so yeah. So tonight's show, we've got a lot of things to cover. There's been a lot happening. But first of all, if I may, gentlemen, let's start off with a couple of shout-outs. Um, the first shout-out I want to give is a very special one, and it is to friend of the show, Danny Waldron. Um, as as anyone who's listened to our show before knows that we have been big advocates and fan of Danny. We yeah. interviewed him one of our first shows. Was it episode two we interviewed Danny uh, while he was playing at Albertert? And we said that, you know, there was a move on the horizon and he did. He moved up to the next level with Russia Olympic. Um, as you know, he's been smashing the goals for them the first half of the season. And if you are not aware, last week he sealed a move to conference side Southend United and he's gone full-time. Danny has signed his first full-time contract with Southend oh, yes. United. So, um, so pleased for him. Such a nice guy. He's such a nice guy. He really is. He deserves it. And actually very talented football player as well. He is. Uh, I was um, I was in communication with Danny at the weekend. He he was chomping at a bit to make his debut on Saturday. He was due to play at home to Altrincham. Again, the weather played havoc. The, fritch, the pitch was frozen, so he didn't. But uh, there's a game tomorrow night away to Wildstone. Um, which he is due to make his debut, all being well. So I'm sure, you know, you'll join me in wishing Danny the best of luck. Danny, I know you listen, mate. Um, you know, you're always welcome to come back on here, mate, uh, any time. And as I said to you at the weekend, I will be coming down and watching you play very, very soon. We'll, um, all, be, hopefully... we'll, all, be, we'll all be coming down to see him, mate. We'll be co- let, let, that will be our get-together. We'll go, we're all going to go down and see Danny, take him out for... Uh... Fruit juice while we get absolutely. What do you mean, take him out? He's just gone full time. He's just gone. He's a professional. Do you know what I mean? Come on. You know. Yeah. So anyway, Danny, well done again. Southend is is a club very dear to my heart. You know, they're a team that I used to, you know, follow as I was growing up in the area. Um, And the fans down there, you've got an absolute star on your hands. I'm sure he's going to be very successful and score a load of goals for you. Uh, So well done, Danny. Well done. Yeah, well Um, done. Hold down there in winter, Danny. Get your gloves on. <laughs> Definitely. Do you know what? There was a there was a video that Southend posted actually on Saturday. Um, a quick little warm up when the game was called off. They 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 had a video on their on their socials, and Danny actually his video was coming out the tunnel, putting on his gloves. That was there actually the first coldest video they posted. Coldest away ground I have ever been to. It I went cold. there in the win. I went there in the winter, and the away fans. The wind's coming off to sea. Oh Christ! That you is. You do know it's about oh, it's it's about a mile inland, but it, it, it's still cold. It's it's close enough. It I've, close got, enough. I've got to say, if Q is actually turning around and saying it's bloody cold, then I can guarantee it's like working in a freezer because that man yeah. that man can take the cold. It's, it's you know, the Essex Riviera. What do you expect? I mean, the Essex <laughs> Riviera. So. Um... Anyway, Danny, we will come down and see you soon. We'll hopefully grab a little um, a drink and a bite to eat with you. We'll get a little sneaky interview, I'm sure. I mean, I don't like to brag, but we kind of knew this about three weeks ago, this move was happening. We, we wanted to break it as an exclusive, but we just couldn't, you know, 
you know, Danny confided in us. You know, we know there's been a lot behind the scene and we wouldn't want to break that confidentiality. So uh, we were dying to tell people, Danny, but we didn't. And we, we hope that's OK with you. Um, one other shout out I want to give this week, actually, um, is I always look out for groups of fans. You know, I like looking out for fans and fans that do something a little bit different and a little bit out there. And this week, I want to give a shout out to Oldham Athletic supporters. Um you know, we spoke about Oldham before, Hulk Hogan. You know, I'm not sure if he was part of the fans. Yeah, your brother. <laughs> he might have been. He might have been. But again, like, <laughs> like a lot of um, like a lot of games at the weekend, the Oldham game, they were due to be playing away, I think, to Eastleigh. I'm not 100% sure. But again, the um, pitch was frozen. The game was called off. So there was a group of around 50 Oldham fans who found themselves at some service stations when the game was called off. So rather than just go back home, they decided to go and watch another game. So the game they chose was to go and watch Rugby Town FC. So 50 odd Oldham fans in their coach racked up to Oldham FC, uh, racked up to Rugby Town FC. And what I like about it is they didn't just go there and watch the game. They went they there. Tried, they, the place. Well, no, yeah. they, they bought club merchandise. There's pictures of Oldham fans on the terraces with Rugby Town scarves. Um, they spent money in, on food. They went behind the bar. And apparently they gave a lot of money and generated a lot of income for Rugby Town. And they pretty much, I think, added about 30% onto their attendance, what they usually get. So I just want to say, well done, you know, to lads who were on out for the day. They found a, a, a game to go and see and supported those those lower league teams. I mean, Oldham obviously a non-league club as well now, but even supported a team lower down the pyramid from them. So big shout out to Oldham fans who found themselves at Rugby Town last week. I love to see that. True football fans. That's true football fans, though. It is. Right there. That's that's brilliant. Now, I I loved that. I I personally thought it was really good. I like to see stuff like that. I like, you know, as the winter months go through, we're not going to see as much as that. But I do like the fact that we do come across that. Um, Chapo, any any shouts you want to give to us this week? Well, obviously to the Row 16 boys, um, we had uh, very, very interesting conversations uh, with them. We'll get onto that a little bit later. And um, want to say hello to Drone Boy as well, which is a new addition to the uh, Row 16 family. Um, so, so yeah, that, that that's my shout out today. So to, to obviously, I did explain as I went to Mad Mike, who wants to be called Mad Dog? I explained the whole thing. He's listening to the podcast. You know, that's that's kind of happening. And in fact, everybody that on row sixteen are now calling him Mad Mike, and he doesn't like it. So I think we've set a trend there. Um, and of course, yeah, just one big big shout out to those guys because genuinely, genuinely, we had an absolute ball. It was a scream at the uh, Crystal Palace game. Um, so that's my shout outs for this this week. I think. Fantastic, fantastic. Q, any shout-outs from your side? I never ask you, and I'm very sorry about that. Any shout-outs? Fuck no. <laughs> and that's pretty much why I never ask you, is I generally knew what the answer was going to be. But I, I, in the you know, in the context of inclusivity, I wanted to just make sure that I don't ever forget about you. Okay. No, it's not an 80s radio station. <laughs> not, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> There's still time. DJ anyway. Q. <laughs> DJ Q, yes, on the wheels of steel. I think Q would be more the one on the traffic updates. I, yeah. Maybe from a helicopter. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> looks like ants. I'm loading my machine gun. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the way I see it, basically. Yeah, bazooka in from the top of a helicopter. Um, or yeah, I, I, let's make it happen. Why not? Let's make it happen. Um, so I've got a little 
quote, not quite a quote. I've got a tweet I want to read out, and I want to see if you can guess who wrote it because it's quite. It's, it's one that I kind of agree with that I didn't think I kind of would. So um, this is all to do with Ivan Tony's return at the weekend for Brentford uh, against Nottingham Forest. Okay, oh, go so there, go. the tweet <laughs> goes along like this: So a player comes back from a gambling ban to play in a kit sponsored by a, ba- a gambling company against another team sponsored by another gambling company. The game is live on a TV channel who have their own gambling company. Whilst you watch the game, you're bombarded with gambling adverts. What kind of message are we sending? Is it just me who finds this absurd? I thought it's quite a thought-provoking sweep, first of all. First of all, I, I agree. Like, in everything, it's a bit... You know, Ivan Tony's just been banned for no months for gambling... Brentford have got sponsored by that Hollywood thing. Forest is sponsored by uh, another betting company. Sky at the game had their own Sky bet. Adverts throughout the game were Bet365, William Hill, you name it. What kind of message is that saying to us, actually? I mean, any thoughts on that tweet, first of all? I never really thought. Yeah, I think subliminally, we're getting absolutely bombarded left, right and centre, aren't we? You know, we're, we're, we are getting... It's not right, though, is it? If you think about it, it's not right. I don't think I know it's that even led... subliminally anymore. No, I don't think it is subliminally. It's so in your face, it's unreal. I mean, it was to begin with. Now it's just shameless. So what... <laughs> they are cracking down, aren't they? Is it next season where you can't have a main sponsor as a gambling company? Is that right, next season? You can have, like, a sleeve sponsor or something, but not a main one. Well, we've got... Uh... If you... If you look at Arsenal, we've got an immigration centre. Visit Rwanda, yeah. <laughs> they can't even agree on that at the moment either. <laughs> no. Let's not. I mean, I don't. Not let's not go to that realm just that. yet. Let's, nah. concentrate, let's, concentrate, let's concentrate on the gambling first before we so go ga- into politics, all right? The, the gambling thing, I, I find it bizarre in a lot of ways because. So they stopped um, being able to do cigarettes or alcohol or things that are plus 18 um, on football shirts and sponsorship and being allowed to be used. Um, And yet this is okay when it is in a lot of ways actually worse habit to have um you know i know all things are subjective but it, it, it well yeah and it is it is you know we've talked about on other matters about you know what kids see um and this is just utterly unashamed levels of of advertising and gambling and these aren't you know these aren't friendly little companies, are they? No, they're not at all. They're all yeah. Most of them are based... They're not charitable foundations, are they? Let's the, no. the other one is, is a lot of them are based out of like the likes of Malta, Gibraltar, you know, out of these sort of tax-free areas as well. So they pay very little in a way of tax. Um, into, and the only reason I know is I've, I've put in some of the IT systems for these, these people. Um, a lot of offshore, a lot of um, North American companies as well. Yeah, um, well, so, Malta, Gibraltar... They ain't doing what they ought to. No. Jesus no. Christ. <laughs> 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 See. 
So, but it, you know, you know I, think, I think it's dreadful. I think it's really, really it bad. And I, I think it's actually a genuine problem. Um, I think, unfortunately, like a lot of things, it takes a while because there are very powerful, very rich people in charge of these things. But they yeah. have there is there is this rule coming in, aren't there? They put a, a limit where they can't be main sponsored. I think it, this season's the last. I think yeah. next season they can't be main sponsors both for. A, Around the stadiums, they yeah, but, but, but what does it matter if Ray Winston's shouting at me in every given break that I should well, be putting? No, a bet but they're on not. The they can't do that, can they? That's the thing. One of the things is they're not going to be able to advertise betting companies during live sport. That's another thing that's been restricted. But I mean, the damage for me is already done. I mean, don't get it wrong. Me and you, Cube, we've had a conversation before. We both like a little flutter here and there, but we're not mm. talking you know, life-changing amounts, win or loss kind of money. We do it for yeah. a bit of fun and, a, you know, and that kind of stuff. But there are some people that, I mean, like, I recently reread Paul Merson's second book, Hooked, when he talks about his gambling addictions. And like you said, Paul Merson, you know, had drink problems, had drug problems. But the most debilitating thing for him was the gambling because mm. that was something that affected his his livelihood because he squandered money because he said that when he had money he didn't see the point of having money unless he was using it to gamble you know and it was it was that compulsion kind of thing whereas he got the other two under control he could control the drugs he hasn't he done he hadn't done drugs for 30 years it's one Um, of the weird things isn't it that like i mean i believe it was a uh there's a quote by one of me and steve's favorite couple of comedians so it's just uh James Petrogrello and Jimmy Wishman, where they were said about if you, if you are going to a um, like a priory or a rehab that costs you thirteen grand a month, you don't have a drug problem. If you are sucking cock for cash, you have a drug problem. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of it is all like in, when it first came about was making to be looked like you're doing something, kind of thing, you know, like yeah. Whereas uh, there was no real intention to make a difference. My concern is the, the steady progression. So we've got rid of not being able to advertise alcohol. Now they're not allowed to advertise gambling. What awful thing is next? <laughs> well, that's the thing. There's bound to be something else. And I was... I, it's I, the I only fan, isn't it? Gonna... <laughs> You're going to have yeah, pictures of Astrid Wet on the shirt. Chelsea's sponsored oh, no. by Astrid Wet. <laughs> it's just going to be just legalised. <laughs> I don't so, know. I don't even know who it's going to be. It's pharmaceuticals, isn't it? It's going to be pharmaceutical companies. There's a hot, yeah, yeah. Get, get your cancer drugs here. Um, yeah. So it, it'd be, it, they have to withdraw by the end of, of next season, 25, 26, right. right? They'll still be able to show it on the LED screens. You know, the LED advertising yeah. all the way around. You can still have gambling. But they can't do it on the shirt and they can't, can't advertise on the telly, can they? That's the thing. Uh, I don't know. Telly. No, I think they can. The SPFL, though, which is interesting. I've turned around and said, we ain't got any plans to ban this. Well, if someone's getting a fair bit on the old back burner. That's all The, the Premier League, good. actually, are the first ones to do it in the UK. Good for them. Well, that's, that's be- one good thing they've done, but uh, uh, I, you know, I still don't trust the bastards. That's because the Scottish League is still annoyed that they're not allowed to advertise alcohol anymore. Because up there, <laughs> they're, like, they're like, well, they're like, they're legal spots remember, it, isn't it? Like, I think Rangers and Celtic both had Carlin for a while yeah. and tenants for a while as they made sponsors yeah, yeah. before that um and then they, they to be honest worse than that i mean people way worse than that they had after that which was um ntl 
Yeah. <laughs> to remember NCL, blimey. Had yeah. 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 They're at offices in Manchester. <clears throat> yeah. Shit. So anyway, that, that's Virgin, the tweet I Sorry? It was Virgin. They were Virgin. They were just under a different name because because they kept fucking they took like were giving such a terrible service they had to change the name. <laughs> it never really stuck. So anyway. listen, that tweet I read out, who do you think wrote it? That's another thing I want to ask about. Who do you think wrote? Very prominent um person in the world of football. Very prominent at the moment. Uh... Does, does talk a lot of rubbish, but in this occasion I think actually made sense. Joey Barton. What? Joey Barton. Barton. Fucking misogynistic arsehole. I knew you'd be a bit shocked with that, but that's the thing. I don't. What I want to say is, right, I don't agree with everything Joey Barton's ever come out with, especially recently. But when I read that, I kind of made perfect sense, and I think he's got a point. To be fair, two things could be wrong and right simultaneously. Yeah, just because. Two things could be wrong or right simultaneously. Just because he's a knob doesn't mean everything he says is wrong. No. I mean, most of the, he tweets at the moment because he ain't got a job he, about 200 to 300 times a day. So the law of averages is still quite low that it's quite sensible. But that one stuck out for me because when you when I was watching the game the other day, I was watching it, it didn't really occur to me until I read that and thought, actually, yeah, this is just ridiculous because... Like you said, Q, it's so ingrained now. You're so used to seeing Ray Winston shout at you. You don't mm. think of it from outside, stepping away I, from it and looking in a little bit. Yeah, but Bomb, I actually think that Q has Ray Winston shouting at him. Whenever the, I, I genuinely think Ray well, Winston... To be fair, I hadn't seen Ray Winston for a while. So. No, no, well, <laughs> listen, you won't either. You missed the dark side. <laughs> One more, Joey, I've got, I've got a couple more Joey Barton things if I may. Oh, no. right. <laughs> I know, but again... This is another thing, again, this is only another, another tweet that kind of got me thinking. And this was us going back, with, this is something we've mentioned before, around FFP, around Saudi. But I think because Joey Barton's not kind of being, being, you know, he's not got a job at the moment, let's say, for any football club, he's being a bit more speaking his mind, not having to worry about stuff. Oh, I'd love to get him on. Imagine that. It'd be great. Joe Barton, I'm going to tag you in anyway. Come on board. We'd love to have a conversation with you. But anyway, this is around the Saudi stuff. You're under no illusion. That man is an intelligent man. Oh, completely. You can tell he is because he does have some interesting statements here. This is another one because have you seen today around Newcastle potentially selling Elmer on to Al-Shabaab in Saudi? Seen those rumours today? Well, then loaning him back. Well, no, not quite. So, Again, this one was something I picked up about a couple of hours ago, actually. But if Newcastle sell Miguel Almiron and Saudi and Everton and Nottingham Forest end up having point deductions, at what point do Chelsea and Newcastle summer Saudi transfers and Saudi investments in the clubs come under intense scrutiny? It does look very corrupt, Premier League is tagged in. Two-tiered policing of the game, not to mention Manchester City, who we used to play for, and the 115 charges currently disputed. You could be forgiven for thinking the Premier League is corrupt. We've, he's said it outright, you know. No, no, he's listened to our podcast. I think he probably has, to be honest with you. And I think he's starting to see the light more from listening to Football Ranter. Um, and again, I agree. Like, that's the second tweet in a day that I've agreed with Joey Barton, which, again, I never thought would happen the first time. He's obviously time. got a good publicist on his tweet bot. 
Right, so I don't know what's going on, but again, like it's true. When I saw the armor on to Saudi, I was thinking, this don't sound right. <laughs> you know, the first thing I kind of thought was, but is it, isn't it, um, it the fact that uh, Newcastle United are very close to FFP? Or that, or, this or is exactly it. FFP is exactly it. Although they've got bucket loads of people that are injured as well. I mean, when I heard that he was possibly being sold to Al Shabab, I thought he was just going to work at like a street kitchen. (laughs) Or some some fundamentalist. um, But but the thing is, it's been widely widely out there that Newcastle need to balance the books in January. They need to sell one player or two players to make about 20 million or so to balance the books for this season. I right, think that's yeah, what yeah. they need. So just conveniently, they're going to sell back to the country who owns, you know, it's it stinks, let's be honest. You, it, you, it know, you know what what could happen, though? You know what could happen? With that ruling that was earlier, that we had all the clubs that turned around and said, that, yeah, the loan thing that, that came on, they could sell him to Al, Al-Kabab, right? I mean, they could actually um, sell him on and then loan him back. They yeah, could actually do it. that. And it could. would be legitimate. Well, this is the problem, and I think this is the whole issue that we've been talking about before that is being now, I suppose, thrust into the mainstream that it's going to happen. You know, Almiron could probably go to a lot of clubs in Europe, let's be fair. Um, but let's face it, it's easier to sell to Saudi at the moment. But we're seeing grass is not always greener because, you know, Jordan Henderson's recently left, Benzema's gone on some sort of strike, he doesn't want to go then, back there. And, uh, but, you see, you see, but to be honest, Saudi, right, so they're paying big wages, but they're not they're not paying big transfers. No. Would it, well, again, this is the thing, but it would be interesting to see if they did if they did pay big transfers. I think this is the thing, like, if suddenly Almiron goes for 20 million, which evidently is what Newcastle are in the hole for this year, Question surely got to be asked. You've got, yeah, you would be able to. You couldn't sell a player. Like it's, it's, but it's, it's, oh, it's in the laws. But it, you know, look, look, look so, so, so ultimately, oh. what you have is, is, is you have a very, um, sort of, uh, you, have, you have a very big web here that, that goes on with a lot of investment coming in from all these the, these funds. You've got, you know, again, Man City problems that they're having. The whole piece, sort of, you know, with these points deductions potentially or into into you know the, the Champions League you've got you know Almiron effectively going to the Saudi League for 20 million to balance the books the whole thing it just stinks of Scientology <laughs> guys it really really does and I think Elrond Hubbard has something to do with this I mean is he, does he, Ron, is he now a chairman or somewhere down the road Elrond El Hubbard this is this is right. No, I'm sorry, but this is why I can't take Scientology seriously. I'm just Ron Hubbard. This is not like this yeah. guy was around thousands of years ago, right? He was around fifty years ago. He had a driving license. It's not like it's his name's Ron. Nice. <laughs> Before I leave Joe Barton, right? There's one other thing I want to read out, and then we're going to move on from Joe Barton. I'm I'm sure, but Joe Barton, once again, if you do listen to this, please reach out. We would love you on. Scientology and football, Jerry Barton. Well, I want to know what you think on that. Tell me about Zanu and you're in a theatre. So, wow. uh, Joe Barton had some beef with Blackburn Rovers today as well. Like, Joe Barton beef for the world. It's not a beef that you would have thought you'd ever see coming, to be fair. Blackburn Rovers versus Joe Barton. I wonder if anyone's ever reason... had beef with Forrest Green. Troy Deeney, apparently. What... Yeah, but I mean, beef and Forrest Green don't really get together, do they? No, that's why he had to be. That's why we had to be. Imagine Troy Deeney not going vegan. It wasn't ever going to work, was it? No, no, you know, 
ex Birmingham City. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, um, we digress. I'm going to read this weird tweet out from Joe Barton, and it's more the it's more the um, the responses that I'm getting to. But I need to read out the first tweet for context. So for some reason, he just went out and excuse me for going off on one. It went 120 years ago in Blackburn, England. We talk about diversity, equality, and inclusion. We never talk about equity. Who has done the work? Who has built the places? Who fought the wars? Who paid the taxes? Who built and maintained these communities? We shouldn't forget our past as we look to improve our future. Not going to get into that. Blackburn, Rover's official Twitter, replied, Hi, Joey. If you could have your public meltdown without bringing our town into it, that would be great. Thanks with a thumbs up. <laughs> which I quite like the end. Thumbs up. To which Barton was never going to leave that, was he? He was never just going to let that lie and move on. So he just put one win in 10 in the championship, 17th position, loads and loads of laughing faces. I'd keep your nut down if I was you, pal. Do your bosses know you've tweeted? You'll be plucking chickens next week. Oh. Yes. So what what, what exactly was he digging Blackburn out for? I don't know. He's having a go about Blackburn Town as a, as a whole, but he wasn't really having a go about them. He just posted a picture of, basically miners in Blackburn doing the job and he wasn't really having a go at Blackburn he was just saying about don't forget how the country was built and who yeah. built the country if anything he was actually praising the people of that area if you read through the whole tweet he wasn't really having a go um, and Blackburn are just for some reason the person who looks after Twitter in Blackburn Rovers thought you know don't mention our town he was mentioning you in a nice light, not necessarily a negative light. But it anything, was more the chicken stuff that I liked. If anything, if this proves the point about anything, is that so? Look, I, I, I don't agree with probably about ninety nine point nine percent of what Joe Barton has to say. However, his right to say it is, I, I don't disagree with. You know, I'm a big advocate of freedom of speech, as most people can tell with what comes out of my fucking mouth. But the thing is, is that. Instead of people castigating him, instead of, you know, ITV coming out and making statements about him, which I, I get where they're coming from, but you're giving yeah. fuel to a fire. There was no need to do it. Exactly. It's only going to make it worse. Well, yeah, because all you're doing is giving them a platform. It's the same as, like, yeah. people that say things that are racist or homophobic or misogynist or, or any of those things. I don't agree with them, but you cannot the only way for them to be dealt with is that they're not given a platform you know freedom of speech is important it's very important on a lot of different levels and precedent being but... set for that being taken away is bad but what you do is you just go well you clearly, sometimes the best you... thing is to ignore it well, you sometimes have to, the best thing is to ignore it because you have to just go well it's the only way to deal with it i'm afraid yeah. it's like because you you know, you you have to do it as as a friend of mine used to say. You should vote with your feet. And, and if you you know if what they're saying you don't like, well, don't listen to it. It's no, yeah, you know, simple as that. And then that person won't have anybody listen to them, and that's the end of that. Agreed. But one other thing I would say is, if you do want some interesting reading, follow Joe Barton on on X or Twitter because there's some funny stuff on there, and occasionally you'll see some stuff where he is talking sense. Um, and like you said, he is obviously a very intelligent man, um, mm. but he's also very forthright in his opinions, um, which is not always something I agree with. And we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Um, moving on, 
Um, Tapo, there was something that you wanted to talk about that we were chatting about off air. And I think it was around... Actually, I'm going to leave it to you because you're chuckling away there. So I'm going to let you introduce <laughs> I got. I've just got a funny story, actually, which is totally, totally non-football related. Do you ever get a time in your life where certain things are aligning and telling you that you're going in the wrong direction or you're not doing the right thing? Do you, do you ever yeah, have, do, all do the you time, ever, I generally ignore it. Do you ever set there? Yeah, the concepts. The, yes. the, the thing I call it my birth certificate. Room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> read the fucking room, right? So as you all know, I'm trying to sell my house, right? This is totally non-football related. I'm trying to sell my house. Have a so I go. I, so Sunday, right? I, I go down to watch the football. I leave Mrs. Chappet, uh, Chappet uh, on the in charge. She gets a new name every week, Mrs. Chappet. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, yeah, so she, I left her in charge, the whole piece. Really brilliant view in the whole lot. So guy turns up, typical. Yeah, it's typical. Bloke turns up in a silly two-seater sports car, German manufacturer. You can imagine who that is. Um, and uh, Mrs. turns up the, with, with the people carrier, right? All come look around. Everything's good, really happy, blah, 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 blah. They're all having a good chat. Um, so as the guy leaves, as the guy leaves, they're saying, we're going to come back to you definitely with this, you know, we want to sign on the line, we want to get this all done. So so I'm getting text messages during the game, which is always the worst thing to look at your fucking phone when when you're you're three nil up and, you know, you, the, the, the boys are really putting the pressure on. So I then get this panicked call. I get a panic call and I ignore it because I'm obviously watching the football. I get another message. I get another message. Apparently, the guys left as they pulled out of our driveway. That they turned at the traffic lights, got a hundred yards up the road, and got fucking t-boned. These cars been written off. So literally, this old person has just come flying out of the side road, and apparently, the woman driving had an oxygen mask. Right, has hit him straight in the side of the car, pushed it off the road. How the whole thing hasn't gone bang and exploded, I have no idea. But I just got a funny feeling that the, the, the laws of nature are telling me, don't sell your house. I mean, you've got a lovely house. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I, was just like, I was just sort of thinking, great. Just when you think you're there, and, you're, and it's like a bit like football, just when you think you, you, you're ready, bang, something comes in, t- kind of takes it out. So someone tried to kill my... Um... I, I can't be honest. That's not where I expected that story to go. And I didn't really have a clue where it was going to go, but it definitely wasn't like that. <laughs> this is a God's um... only truth. Old couple. Like, I even wonder if she's actually insured by having... A, she's got an oxygen mask on the whole lot, apparently. She's gone barreling into the side of him. So, so there you go. I thought I'd, I'd say that. I should have said that to the end, but I thought it was quite funny myself. Yeah, um... not quite right there. That's, again, that's the... Um... Scientology at play, I think. Who's driving with an oxygen mask on? She must have looked like <laughs> fucking... can you? Where's the, where's the tank she, going? She must have looked what? like a pilot. I think the tank had got caught on the accelerator, basically. Her oxygen tank fell over, went on the accelerator pedal, and that's what caused her to go... Could you, but all joking aside, could you imagine if that tank had actually gone up? But could you imagine if it actually the the our Q's face is just the this the best? But I just imagine exploded. I just imagine you getting a phone call, looking south and seeing a plume. You probably yeah. have oxygen mask, looking like you're a pilot from World War Two. Like, <laughs> she probably like was a pilot. Like Douglas Carter has just crashed into the fucking side here. You, and you have to you have to wonder is is she actually insured? I'd say Pro- no. Probably. Not to not not to drive with an oxygen mask, she's not. <laughs> I don't know what is in that small print. Yeah, so you don't know what's of... in there though, do you? It could be anything in that mask. Yeah. Oh, you don't know what she's doing. Free basing straight off. But it was, it, that was interesting. Cave. But 
Getting back, get back into um, get back into the um, the, the the football thing because that's why we're here, gentlemen. Um, is that yeah? The, uh, towards the end of the game, so it was an interesting game, and there was two managers under fire. There's two managers under fire really at the game. So so you've got Arteta with with a lot of Arsenal fans on his back at the moment. So we're, you know um, we're not playing particularly well, I think, as, as you all know. And then you've got Roy Roy Hodgson. Um, who at was it seventy four seventy five is one is one of the oldest um is he one of the oldest oldest, oldest people in the world. Um <laughs> there, there was but I did say so, so was, there it, was, was it Roy's wife driving the car? <laughs> it might be Roy, <laughs> yeah. That's probably Roy just trying to get at me. Uh Roy Rage. Full full amount of Roy Rage going on. But the um Palace fans actually put up a um uh, some banners that said and it says, and I quote, and I, I think I sent the picture over to you guys, it said wasted potential on and off the pitch. Weak decisions taking us backwards, and I thought that was a real interesting one because you know when you look at Patrick Vieira, um, and he, when he left that club, they brought Roy in to actually sort of stabilise it, get it to, the, to to you know keep them in the Premiership and kind of keep them going. But I did have this little thing that went through the my mind, thinking that you know at 74, 75 years of age, he's no spring chicken. What must his team talk be like at half time? You know, does he sort of go in and go? Well, me and the missus, yeah, we went to a really nice garden centre. And, um, you know... Well. Had, no, he's, a, he's supposed to be a Larry fucker. Yeah, I've He tried to headbutt one of the fucking younger managers on the touchline not so long ago. Last season, wasn't it? Yeah. Last I, do, I just, I get this vision of, like, listening to your granddad having a, you know, having a little chat about, you know, the begonias are looking nice and do I need to do this? And, you know, I, I just kind of wonder... And I'm not saying he hasn't got a footballing brain. That's not what I'm saying. And I'm not saying, well, I am actually saying that's totally what I'm saying. But where does it, where does, where does he fit in, in in the current climate? You know, of what is of the problem, Roy? I think with Palace, I've, Roy. One thing I say about Roy Hodgson that I, that I know of is that I've listened to a lot of ex-footballers' podcasts. I, I do read a lot of autobiographies from footballers because I'm interested in it. And no one has ever had a bad word to say about Roy Hodgson no. throughout his career. Everyone has said how much of a good coach he is good tactician, nice guy. And like you said, some people have said when he does lose his rag, he gives it both barrels. But I do also think that Roy knows he's kind of come in as a stopgap. Like he was brought yeah. back last year to kind of steady them. And I don't think there was any you know, obvious replacement to Palace to get this summer. So it was like, stay with us until we kind of find someone. So well, I think Roy Harry knows Potter it's not... in the stadium, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. So I think for Roy, it's difficult because he knows he's not there for the long term. So he's probably thinking, I can't invest myself fully. One, I'm a bit old and I ain't got the energy for it. And two, what's the point? Because yeah. I'm just going to be moved on. So it must be difficult for both him and the club, but also the fans to get behind that. And I can kind of understand that. But the thing that annoys me with that, with that, not annoys me. I mean, I've got no real feelings towards Palace, good or bad. But um, they, they said no vision. They they obviously tried it with Biera, didn't they? They tried to get young yeah. men. They tried Ronald. Um, was it Ronald or Frank Labour a few years ago? Which Frank, went chaotic. Was it Frank of the Boers? So they've tried it. But my one thing I would say is they didn't really stick with it, did they? They had Biera for about eighteen months. The Boer lasted about ten games. They didn't really give it enough time, I think, to to try that new coach way. Now. Whether someone like Harry Potter gets it or not, I don't know because that could be the kind of coach that they need and it could be the kind of job that he needs to get himself going again. But then again, like he's ex-Brighton and Palace and Brighton are rivals. That won't be a good move for him. 
But I don't know. I don't. I kind of get the frustration. But where do they expect to be? Do they expect to be anywhere else but an established Premier League team, which is what they are now? What is it? They've been in the Premier League now for a number of years. They're established. So they're not going to go down this year. They're, I, they're not going to. I go actually up see a lot of parallels between um, the the uh, distaste Sci- that Palace fans have and actually some of the moanings that Arsenal fans have. Um, I see the parallels in them, they're both ridiculous. And mm-hmm. again, it's another thing of where exactly do you expect to be? Yeah. You have to look at precedent. So precedent, so let's compare the two on that. Palace have always been a club that have at absolute best, like float around 10 to 12. Yeah, um, they survived, they're mid-table. Normally, in, in recent histories, uh, they would have gone down by now and then come back up within a couple of years. Uh, they've not done that. This is the longest period in the Premier League, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, Eight years, I think, now, isn't it? Eight or nine years? Something like that. And normally what would happen is through the um, youth system, they'll bring through a few players that have probably missed the boat or or not been accepted somewhere else at one of these so-called larger teams in the London area. Um, and they will come through and turn out to be good players because Palace have given them the time to do so. Yeah. And then they'll sell them for good money. And that's basically what keeps the whole thing going over and over. Yeah, that's their model. That's their that's model. Isn't it? Yeah. Now, that is, that is just what it is. So I'm not 100% sure what they're expecting. But this is the problem, I think, because like they, they haven't got the backing or the money to go any further, mm. palace-wise. Surely you think that they don't want to go back down. This is it. This is as good as it's going to get, unless they do get a massive benefactor coming in. Do you not think that's a bit disrespectful, though? To, to I don't to want it to be disrespectful, because Palace have got... I, I, I get what they say around the potential, because they've got the potential because of where they are in London, They've got a massive base of, you know, a catchment area, oh, just, which I think a lot... you just got to be careful I think a lot of, what you wish for. Yeah, I agree, because it could go the other way, and they could Look just go down to the third tier. Look at Stoke. Yeah. Remember them when they, they had Tony Pullis there, and everything was going great for them, best that it had ever been for them. Like, And their fans all of a sudden became like, yeah, we want to play a bit oh, of a well, better brand of football, though. Like, who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> what is it? I, I think I think you've summed that up perfectly. Like yeah. with that with that kind of now, comparison. The, I mean, the comparison that I was making with Arsenal was in the factor of you saying there, El Chapo, about Arteta being under a bit of heat, and you do just sort of yeah. think, does no one remember two years ago? Yeah, like, I agree. you know, just all memory days, you know, when, when he had that shit team, well, from... or even the back end of the, the Wenger era. It was the, I think the last two years of Wenger, especially, were very yeah. toxic. Oh, I mean, but, but to go with precedent there as well. So, if you look at Arsenal's record throughout 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, present day, right? Essentially, you've normally been the other team that wins leagues sporadically um, off, you know, uh, uh, like second or third to a dynasty that's going on, whether it be Liverpool of the 80s, whether it be uh, Liverpool of the 80s and 70s, whether it be um, Manchester United of the 90s, whether it be, you know. I'm so with you on this. And you are currently exactly where 
you would normally be. Few FA Cups. This is the thing I know. League like. Cups. You know, it, it, it's that's that has been your position all along. I think you put it. I think you put it in our group the other day. You were saying it like Arsenal fans pre ten years, like pre twenty twenty kind of thing. Mm. Like it, it's a different they kind of. Remember it. They don't. No, they don't. But the thing you got to remember, like we always think how successful. I mean, like you know, I've been going to Arsenal since in the 80s. Like, that's when I got my first season ticket. Very, very lucky. And I've seen George Graham era, era even Wenger, all, all the way through. But you got oh. to remember, Wenger was, was 22 years. We only won the league three times that in that period. Mm. Right? It's not like Wenger, like you just said. It's not like we had that dynasty like Liverpool had in the 80s. Man United had in the, say, 90s yeah. in the look, 2000s. Look, look, at, look at Man United. 30 years for Liverpool to get to, um, you know, the nickels yeah. that they've got to. So, I, I, I think a dose of realism needs that needs to happen. Yes, he spent a lot of money. Right? Yes, there's no, there's no two ways about it that that he spent a lot of money um, building this team up. But the Do thing I... is, we're also in a, we're also in an era where you've got the richer clubs like the cities. Yeah. You know the Newcastles, let's say. Before the last ten years, there's never been an example like City and Chelsea of what they have been sure. with the money. Chelsea like... with the Abramovich era at the beginning. So, it's, it, but but it's, it's interesting. Yeah. When you, but yeah, no, it I, is. I, I think I think though, looking at a club like Crystal Palace, um, they haven't got that financial power. Like they just haven't got that financial no, capabilities. Don't. And and we've talked about we've talked about. And again, I want to get into the Arsenal thing the whole lot. You look at Villa, for instance, on on the up, they've got very rich owners. Tottenham, very rich owners, actually, that, that just don't want to spend any money at, at times. Um, you know, there are a lot of rich, rich clubs that are, are, are you know, are there or thereabouts. Man United, for instance, that relevant as to where they are. Um, I've got actually, I've got a quick one. I've got just, I've got an absolute fucking quick one. I got to put through. So there was a, 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 an article, um, a news piece that was done on Varane. Has anybody seen that no. big shock headline? Varane are now under Ten Hag's scrutiny, right? So there's a picture of Varane in a uh, ski resort, right? Standing, like doing a, 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 a PR picture. Big headlines. Varane under investigation by Ten Hag could be the next one out the door, right, for breaking cl- club rules. Now, club rules are don't fucking go skiing because you break shit, <laughs> yeah? Don't go yeah. skiing. Don't do that, right? You can go to ski resorts because... All of the fucking players were at the same ski resort, yeah? So there is a, So he's done a PR photo, smiling, you know, just sort of smiling, little picture. There's fucking great big headlines that have come out about Varane's going to be kicked out of the, um, uh, the the Man United squad and all this for skiing. He's not skiing, he's standing there. Like, he's the poor guy is just standing, like, you know, the ski slope behind him, people skiing. No skis in his hand, not even his ski weather, the ski gear, with the whole of the fucking team being in the same resort at the same time, yet uh, he's headlines. So I thought... So is, this where, is this where they've gone for their winter break? Like, yeah. obviously, clubs, they've gone skiing, right, uh, instead of... Or gone to a ski resort. I better be yeah. read that. So, um, I better be read that though. Like, oh, Varane's going to be kicked out for being at a ski resort. I bet he's thinking, fucking please. Yeah, I think like Varane and Casemiro, especially, just like, yeah, let me go. I'm yeah, happy. Yeah, Let's I'll, just I'll, do that. I'll give the guys, I'll give Newcastle 20 million. I'll give them 20 million yeah. just so I can get out of here. Um, no, but I, I think, look, yeah, yeah, from a financial perspective, I think there's a little bit of realism. It reminded me very much of, you know, when we had the big signs outside the Emirates in Wenger, we rust. Mm-hmm. Remember that? 
you know, know. Those, those big signs. And it was but, horrible. Those yeah. last couple of years in the Bengali were absolutely for a, horrible. For a, to go for a servant of, of the team, for a servant who built the Emirates, who got everything going and did whatever, right? And I think Woy has done very much the same. Steady the ship after the era. I still think they he got can't really... take them much further. He can't no. go much further with what he's got. I mean, and also his style of football, it, and that was that was so evident. And um, will Harry Potter do a better job? I think he will. Um, I think I think um, Potter will do do good because it's the t- kind of team where he won't be under the same level of scrutiny that he was at Chelsea. To be honest with you, so, so I actually so he'll, from, do, he'll do good just from the outside, and I no doubt that. Well, no, not no doubt. I know that my own club, Villa, has been looked at like this at times in uh, things, some things we did in the past. Um, but just from an outsider's point of view, because I know it's difficult uh, when it's your club as well. But like the way that clubs act with a manager, especially one that happens to be popular with with others, will will change people's opinions of your club. So, like, I don't know what you remember what it was like with Newcastle and Bobby Robson. They treated him and everyone looked at him and just went, that's a fucking disgrace. Mm-hmm. Um, those last few years of, of Wenger, there was, you know, I, I spoke to Tottenham fans and other fans that looked at the way that some Arsenal fans were, were talking about him and being like, you know what, they fucking deserve what they get if they're going to treat somebody like that, like that. Um also, the same thing is happening here with Roy Hodgson yeah. because it's a thing of, look, you, you've got to be so careful what you wish for because as much as you'd like to go upwards, you can very you can go downwards quicker. And Harry Potter going in, sorry, quickly, yeah, exactly. look at Sunderland, Sunderland, Sunderland Nottingham Great. Forest were down there for fucking years. Leeds, Leeds. Sheffield Wednesday, still down there. You know, yeah. I mean, Forest down there. Two-time European Cup winners. Yeah, you know it's they had one of the best managers that ever yeah. ever yeah. walked the touchline. It's hard to get back up. They always say it's hard to get back up. Yeah, it's really hard to get the championship. Well, it's not just that so your financial any team financially really restricted on so many levels. You know they say about the parachute payments. It also means yeah. from a from a pressure point of view, like, you're on a clock. I mean, we came back up in the third at the third attempt. It's fucking lucky yeah. we did. Otherwise, we could well have bit the dust very badly. So we put everything financially into that last year. But it's like you just mentioned there briefly. Again, we don't like concentrating on Arsenal too much because I know it's me and Chapa are Arsenal fans. But the way that some Arsenal fans are treating Arteta now is like the latter Wenger years. Yeah. Like it is like kind of that, and it's and it's like exactly what you said. It's mm. like. What more do you expect right now? Yes, he spent money, but, but every other club at the top of the league has spent money what's over put that you where you are now. Like, and what's put you where you are be... now is by keeping patience with the same person, exactly. with a system. You know, it's not a, it's it, 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 yeah. wishing things away on the never never. And don't get it wrong, he frustrates me as a as a fan. Arteta frustrates me, exact, and that's exactly it. He frustrates me, and some of his decisions baffle me. But that's football. We are, and I don't ever pretend that I know better than him because I don't, and I don't eat exactly. And I think I take that because I roll with the punches. I I know that I'm going to get frustrated with, you know, Wenger. I got frustrated with him. I still loved him, but I got frustrated with him at some point because he was stubborn and Arteta's stubborn as well. But at the same time, 
I know we could be in a lot worse position, and I'm grateful that we're competing again. I'm grateful that we're competing. That's just, you know. I mean, my suggestion I made the other day, I think, should be brought into football law, which is to everybody who supports a Premier League side for three months every two years should be made to go and watch each home game for three months of um, a side that is at least two leagues below them. And maybe for that three months, I mean, we all know yeah. because we all, we all go to watch lower league football anyway. But you very quickly yeah. realise, oh shit, my club's actually run quite well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can, can I just pick up? Can I just pick up on a quick point? I'm just going to go, go off in a different area. We talked about, and, and this is a Sheffield point, and I'm going to be nice, right? What? Um, whoa, 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 whoa. Can you just right. say that again? I want to recall the time. It's the 22nd Sheff- of January, 2024. Chapo is about to be nice to Sheffield. It's about the abuse yeah. that K- uh, Casey Palmer got. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. So Sheffield Wednesday. So, but it's an, it's an interesting one. So it's an interesting bit. All right. So Sheffield Wednesday. So effectively, um, some guy was doing monkey kind of signs to Casey Palmer. Now, Casey Palmer, I didn't realise, actually came out of um, Chelsea. So he was a Chelsea um, uh, prodigy that sort of came through. Um, and they've said basically it's abhorrent and wholly unacceptable. But what was interesting is the FIFA president, who is, uh, you know, Gianno Infantino, um, Dr. Q's favourite, has expressed his strong condemnation of the totally abhorrent incidents of racist abuse that occurred during matches at Udinese in Sheffield Wednesday. In his response to these incidents, Infantino has has proposed, interestingly enough, a significant measure to combat racism in football. He suggests implementing an automatic forfeit of the games for teams whose fans engage in racial abuse, right? But this is the same guy, right? It's the same clown um, with drawn-on eyebrows, right? So... um, who also called, right, he said, so it's a couple of years back, he said, so Infantino, is, we'll go back to this automatic forfeit, but Infantino, right, a couple of years ago, turned around and says, uh, he called for Russia, Ukraine and Russia to agree a temporary ceasefire for the yeah. duration of the Qatar World Cup, right? He then, in January of 2023, last year, he's, he uh, Infantino um, asked for every country in the world to name a football stadium after Pele, Right? Um, and this was the guy who did a selfie yeah. in front of Pele's, um, was it in front of Pele's coffin, wasn't it? That he did a selfie, right? To which, so, so there's a, so at Nat Van Chudley, or commonly known as Chuds, he said, uh, he said, we should also name a stadium, uh, name a stadium, fuck off Gianno Infantino Stadium too, the utter prick, which I thought was really good, really. But um, but go back to the initial point, right? So, now, I, 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 <laughs> oh, hold on a minute. I saw let, this let, as well. He's got something to say um, about this. I, I can see it. The hood's come down. Oh, oh yeah. I, I don't mean it. It was disgraceful. It was disgusting. I saw the Milan. I saw the Milan incident. I saw the Milan Udinese game, and I saw that. I saw that Manion. Yeah, I saw that one. So the way that it's being, de- if this is how we're going to begin dealing with it, I'm all for that. Do stop the game because if you stop the game, it'll get pointed out, and it'll be, you know. Yeah. And I don't think this is something. Yeah. I, I'm, I think people are yeah, thinking that this is it. I've heard a lot of this is it coming back into the game. No, I'm sorry, but it, it, it's always been there. It's actually better than it's ever been. 
um, truth be told, but not that it's acceptable in any way because it's not obviously. But it's now getting pointed out. That's the difference. Now, I think we are on the right trajectory. Like a lot of things, we can't expect things to disappear overnight. They just don't. Unfortunately, these things, these ideas, these principles, they they die out. They don't they don't disappear. People's minds don't change. They die out. Those people that have that. It's a generation that just disappears. Um, yeah. Now, I think there's a couple of things that where we're in the right trajectory in the sense that I don't know about you two. No, I do actually because I've been to football with both of you, so I do know actually. But I know if I was stood next to somebody and they said something like that, most of us in that area would look around and go, "What the fuck did he just say?" You know. I probably call a steward. Mm-hmm. I call a steward. And actually, you know, which is not normally my my so, my way of reacting with anything. But with something yeah, like that, yeah. I'd be like, no, there's kids around there. There's, you know, it's just nobody deserves to get that kind of abuse from anyone ever. Yeah. Um, you know, it's the one area of free, freedom of speech where I go, no, that's no. not okay. Um, I mean, we have we look, look yeah, but that's not freedom of speech. That's not freedom of speech. So, so, so that hate hate crime type of things. But I, I've got. Uh, and I've got I've got one one little thing right. So so the row sixteen boys we, we we had a chat. We was having a chat. And this is this is one thing on, on a very similar vein. So what would what would it actually take to happen in the stands for you to get into a fight? All right. And I'll give you a little example. We were watching the um, uh, we were all watching the FA Cup game right against Liverpool where we lost. I mean Liverpool scored their second goal. I think it was. Somebody was sitting in one of the rows, like about five or six down, jumped up with a Liverpool scarf and started waving it around and jumping up and down. So we have a Liverpool fan inside the Arsenal park. Now, a very burly man walked up to him, had a little word in his ear. He went deathly white and, and continued on. So so we had a little chat, like the row 16 boys had a chat. What would it take to actually for you to kick off? And and it was Snackman who came up with the best one so far. And he said, "If anybody cracked my straw yeah. in my Ribena car, yeah, he said, then I would punch their face." That is a strange in. line to be broken on. <laughs> Deadpan. <laughs> I, I kid you not. <laughs> we yeah. ain't seen the snacks that Snackman brings, but it, it, yeah. he literally, as he was drinking his Ribena, oh, everyone, everyone's got a breaking yeah. point. Everyone's yeah, got enough. a breaking point, and that's Snackman. So we yeah. got to respect that. Got to respect that. <laughs> you can't respect. Snapman, don't don't be uh, don't yeah, break my straw. It was just crack my straw in my Ribena carton, and I will fight you. But other than that, everything else was fine. I mean, it was everything it was cool. Just leave his Ribena carton alone. But that was so. Going back to what that Infantino thing was, because I think you 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 alluded to it there, Steve, where it's yeah. about um, yeah, imposing uh, sanctions or forfeits. Yeah, well, points deductions. I'm not so against um, yeah. but, but, but the problem is the fourth yeah that'll well, be forfeit the game so you forfeit the it game is, it would hang be on, hang it on. Would if be. you can if you can prove yeah. right that, and there's proof that that guy is doing monkey signs right you know um they've got video of him yeah so they've got video of him doing it mm. so you just turn around so right that game's forfeit you lose three points simple as that thing is like should you i i I hate racism, as you know. Yeah. Um, and the, I didn't see the Sheffield Wednesday, but I did see the Udinese Milan one, and it was disgusting. Should you punish the club for the for the mind, like for the small percentage of fans that they've yeah. got? Yeah. Sure. Like, I think that I think you got to, you know, if it's an 
first offence, I don't think maybe you should. But if it's an ongoing thing with a club, Mate, then definitely, we've had players. I think we've, you should. we've had players take the knee for for how long? Yeah, for in in the face of racism, we've we've gone through that. And we've supported it. We clapped the whole piece. I'm sorry, it should be done immediately. Um, yeah, we've had we've had teams banned from being a, yeah because of crowd violence, being able to actually travel. Yeah, with empty empty. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not saying I'm pro that, but I'm saying like, you know. I Mate, think the club you can prove that first from banning if, and stuff. If you can prove that it was an away see, see my scar. Um if you can prove oh, yeah. it was one of the away um fans or, or home fan that did that to an away player, right, then then no mates three points off. But how are we gonna do that? We can't even decide on a VAR decision within three minutes. That's a really clear and obvious thing. <laughs> yeah. But the only the problem with that is the the problem also you've got with that is if that coming to be a rule, mm. let's let's be yeah, a devil's advocate here. What's stopping an opposing fan getting into a home end and being a knob and doing those kind of things to get the game forfeit? I think w- what they're trying to do is they're trying to get fans to police themselves. Yeah, which in a way I'm okay with. I mean, Infantino, don't get me wrong, reminds me of Donald Trump a little bit in the way that he governs. A lot less morals, to be fair. Yeah, just a, a hell of a lot less hair and a lot whiter. Um, and a lot less morals, to be fair, yeah. I mean, so I don't really but I don't really take what he says in any kind of, you know, context at all because I think he's an absolute fool and I don't think, you know, I don't think he's any step up on Blatter and that's saying something. The way he's going, I think we should do this. What do you think we should do this? You're in charge of FIFA, you bellend. If anybody's got the sort of sway to turn around and go, this is what we're going to do, aren't you the main person that's able to do that? So, again, it's him actually trying to yeah. hand responsibility away exactly. from himself. Yeah, and that's the that's my issue with it. Like, he is trying to make... Like, I'm okay with fans governing to an area, but that's a, that's never going to end well. That's never going to end well. well. Hang on. There is a racism problem which needs to be addressed. I you've, agree. Got, you've got the text number. At, so, take the Emirates, for instance. That's the only one I can really yeah, think Yeah, that's of. fine, but you can never get any bloody service. That, I can't help it. They've got a shit infrastructure. <laughs> I have offered to do it on a few times before. So if you want a decent wireless, um, and I, know, I have to say, I know the Tottenham, uh, Tottenham, for instance, have now got a decent wireless. Now they fit, set it properly for all the fans to use. But um, yeah, so if you can, you, you at, at Arsenal, you if you see something that's out of order, you can text it with the row number, uh, and somebody will come in and sort it out. But you can't do it. I'm sorry, I'm not prepared to do it. I'm not. Pre- yeah, something's got to happen that that somebody gets fined, and I think points need to be docked. End of story. And and, and the club needs. To, it's the same way with, with all the soccer violence and drinking and all that type of stuff that's associated. It's all been banned. You know, it's been banned. You can't run on the. Yeah, you, you run onto the. It's a criminal okay. offence now to run on the um, pitch. Um, I'm sorry, Chaffo. Was it was it not you uh, who sent me a video of you down in some cider at the weekend at football? And, and complaining about it. Oh, yes, yeah. you were complaining about it. Who were? Uh, I, I think. May, I mean, maybe that. Maybe the the criminal offence thing is is something that should be pushed to the nth degree. I'm with that. It is a criminal offence. It is a that is that it is actually a criminal offence. No, I know. No, I know it is, but it's clearly not being dealt with. Hard enough. Well enough. No, no, no and I agree. And or, or probably more, more the problem with the judicial system in this country is not being dealt with quick enough. Yeah, that's the problem. It's the it's the speed, because red tape just mm. takes over and things get caught up and no one takes it seriously. And people unless, forget. Unless you're streaming football illegally, then you, you're you're arrested within like three days of it. You know, but they can turn that around quickly because somebody loses money. But no, ultimately, you know, look, guys, 
I, I don't think there's any room for racism. I'd like, it's like Joey Barton and his comments about women. That I nothing to do, do with that. And and I know we've got some shows coming up fairly soon that are going to be quite controversial about women and and, and and some of the people in football. But but I I just think I'm sorry. I'm not prepared to accept, especially at my club. Uh, if I saw anything like that, genuinely, genuinely, I'd probably thump them in the face. Yeah, you know, and I'm and, with you on that. Uh, I'd be no, the same. I, I would I would drag them off the M stands and hand them to the steward um for doing that because it's just no 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 room there's no it's just just forget I, not needed i think for me like q said earlier like if i was at the game especially with my my children and that happened that would probably send me over the edge a little bit yeah, you know but at the same time i'd have my kids with me so i'd have to bear that in mind yeah but it that would that would definitely make me that would boil my piss you know to use one of our phrases 100 percent Gentlemen, we are at the top of the hour, gentlemen. I know, but if I may, uh, I've got a few funny stuff to end on. Let's do it. Let's do it. Because you know, I, I can't not go through with some of these things. Like, I've got some non-football related, and I've got some football related. And I'm going to give you two the option. Do you want me to start with the football and end with the non, or start with the non and end with the football? What do you want? Q, you tell me. Start with the football. Start with the football, right? I've got two football funnies from this week to talk about. Uh, one was just a very innocent one. Do you know when, like, you go um, um, the synopsis of a show or a comment, whatever? Um, and I found this was actually one I, I found myself through Sky, and it was um, Gary Neville gives passionate much watch, and it was supposed to say analogy, but it cut off the OGY. So it basically just said on Sky, Gary Neville gives passionate much watch anal. <laughs> That's not no. Yeah, that, was a, that was a that was a YouTube thing, and it was the Sky Sports Football posted it with 1.2 million views on YouTube. We're no not, wonder. We're not, we're no not wonder. watching that one. That's that's yeah, no, that's a clip. It's got 1.2 million views. So please don't uh, tag me in that. Please don't tag me in that. That's, there was that's um, not one for the week's stomach. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yeah. There was also one. Well, I've not quite finished yet, Q, so buckle in, mate, buckle in. (laughs) So um, there was a tweet sent out from FC Barcelona Argentina today, okay? So FC Barcelona Argentina Twitter page, and um, it was Ferran Ferran Torres, sorry, um, ex-City player now at Barca, who gave an interview after their game to La Liga TV. So it was a legitimate interview he gave in Spanish, and they translated it using Google on their Twitter feed. Um, oh, no. So I'm, so I'm going to just read the translation because I can't speak Spanish. I know that Chapo, you probably would. But um, Ferran Thomas wrote, By working with discipline, I believe in myself. And I know that what I am looking for will, will come to me. Not everything is pretty. There is a lot of criticism. And you have to be prepared for that. This is the good bit. Scoring goals is like fucking in the ass. You have to be very oiled. <laughs> yeah. Ferran Tommy, Ferran Torres, everyone. Wow, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. I, I, I actually have nothing to say out there. There's a theme going this week, unfortunately. This was something this is on, on the non football related ones now. This was something that put out by the Metro UK. Now, we've actually had the Metro on before who have made some spelling mistakes and some spell check issues. I think it was a couple of weeks this, ago. Was this actually in print or was it on this, their, their this website? Was on Twitter, on oh, their okay. Twitter feed. Um, again, it was it was funny. So, I don't know quite what they meant to put, but what they did put was last week when we were hit by the 
cold snap and frost and snow around the UK, the Met Office warns the UK will be double fisted by deadly snow and ice. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Says the Metro UK. Yeah. I'm not quite then, sure what they meant you, to put. But... Did you see what the Met Office commented on it? Yeah, the Met Office put double what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not quite how we would have put it. Spell checker is a nightmare. Spell checker is a nightmare. And I'll give you just a little quick example of how spell checker is a nightmare. A friend of mine who I shall not name, he uh, he used to live in Golders Green, which, you know, as as we all know from a North London perspective, quite a predominantly Jewish area, right? Very much yes. so, yeah. Anyway, he lived in a the flat there, and the guy that owned the flat, um, his landlord, was also... A uh, man of, of of Jewish religion as well. Anyhow, one day, anyhow, he no, not anyhow, anyhow. Yeah. Um, one oh, day anyhow. he go, he goes to leave the flat, and he was a bit of a scatterbrain. I think it's fair to say. So he had to send his landlord a message saying, "I've locked all the keys in the flat. Don't worry, I'll sort them. I'll sort them all out when I get back." Kiss, kiss. Anyway. <laughs> He's in predictive text is Jews. <laughs> and yeah. Okay. <laughs> you gotta be careful what you write, people. You've got you gotta check it as well. I read it really before you send it. it. Yeah. I do that a lot though, to be fair. You probably all noticed it on my WhatsApps. I just type things and it same stuff. Usually it's pretty innocent, but yeah. It's not until I look back after and I have to repeat myself, and it still makes the same bloody mistake, but it's very annoying. Um, anyway, <laughs> over to darts. Um, there was a darts tournament um, in the Middle East this 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 weekend. Uh, I, I watched a bit of darts, quite like it. Uh, Michael Van Gerwen was doing his walk-on at the weekend. I don't know if you've ever seen this one, but um, there was a as, a... as you do at darts, people have a little like posters that they they sign up and have the little yeah. whiteboards that they write. This one particularly caught my eye. Van Gerwen was walking in. You must know Michael Van Gerwen, Dutch, Butch, big guy. Um, someone held up a sign in the back. And if you zoom in, the sign says, Van Gerwen sniffs bike seats, which I just thought was... <laughs> Van Gerwen sniffs bike seats. Like, I just loved it. I'll tell you what makes me laugh about a lot of these... Um sort of tournaments that they have out in the Middle East, whether it be for uh, darts or golf or um, like snooker, any of these things. It's, it's the trophies that they give them. Are massive, fucking ridiculous. <laughs> well, they're even gigantic. Or it's like the one at the weekend, didn't he get, it, it, like, it's a, a trophy shaped like a palm tree with a pineapple. Yeah, it was just pineapple like, around here. What did you also did that? you see the guy he played? Did you see the guy Van Gerwen played in the first round? His uh, average his average was twenty five. His average funny. his average was twenty five. Like I don't I, know I much could, about darts, but I know that's not that's, good. I mean, I know that I could be a professional darts player if that's the average out there. That's all I'm saying. Uh, like he was terrible, but that's another story for another day. The last thing I'll leave you on today is a golf story. I am a keen golfer. I do love my golf and I do follow it. I don't. If you heard the news about the transgender golfer this weekend, I heard about no. this. Okay, interesting story. Transgender golfer Haley Davidson wins Florida tournament and is now set to receive one of five women's places on prestigious tour. So 
obviously transgender was a male playing in a female, etc. Won the won the won this tournament. Hayley Davidson. Hayley Davidson. I mean that is that's a, that. Yeah, could have done better with a name. I thought. You know. <laughs> I mean, I'm guessing the originally it might have been David Haleyson, but or, or Harley. I don't know. Could be Harley yeah. Davidson. Yeah, maybe. Or, there's a couple. Or <laughs> David Haley daughter. Uh, one of the two, one of the three, one of the four. I'm not sure. Um, so I don't know if you follow golf, but John Daly had something to do with John Daly. Oh, you God. must know him, ex Open yeah. champion golfer, likes a drink, big guy, absolute fucking lunatic, absolute lunatic. But that's why we love him, to be fair. Um, come out with this of all people to ask comment on, they asked John Daly to comment on. That's the thing I want to wonder. So the, the tour, PGA tour, this is as well. The actual PGA Tour seeks sought John Daly to get his comment. So John Daly commented on this and said, um, I would have won 100 tournaments if I threw on a skirt and called myself a tranny. That dude is as feminine as a Ford F-150. John <laughs> Daly, everyone. Wow. Fuck me. To which, to which Hayley Davidson replied, anyone hating on me can suck my dick. Well, you know what I mean. That last, bit. <laughs> yeah. that last bit may or not, that last bit may or not may or may or not been true, but the John no. Daly one was definitely was definitely true. So, but um, I, you know what? I don't. It's it's a difficult one, difficult one to comment on because it's it is because I don't I don't necessarily have any issues with transgenders. You are what you are. You oh, are. I'm gonna be controversial. Be. Um, yeah, I mean, but like. When it comes to stuff like that, there's there's got to be advantages, surely, around that. Because, was, um, you know... In golf? There's, there's in golf, the... you have, like, men that generally can hit, like, on average, men hit the ball about 120 yards further than women. Yeah, yeah but, there, but but there are women that can. There are. I mean, there's women that can hit a ball a lot further than I can. Was so, the, yeah. uh, what's it? There was a trans, transgender, transgender powerlifter, world champion. Yeah, guy. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, got upset because a uh, Canadian, the Canadian trans, uh, 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 Canadian men's powerlifting champion, went in, went in, and did uh, called himself transgender for the day, and went in and absolutely destroyed, destroyed the um, her, you know, that that her um, record said it wasn't fair, but. You know, at the end of the day, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, you you got to say absolutely destroyed it. Same weight, same same um, size, the whole lot. Guy was just 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 better at it and stronger at it. He's a world champion and absolutely destroyed it. Made a mockery of it. I think I think that the, the problem that I have with it, I haven't got any problem with transgender. I haven't got any problem with gay no. or se- anybody's sexuality at all. So you know, uh, and there's people in my family that are gay and married, and I've, you know, and all that piece. So so you can take that shit off the table if everybody's going to start getting stressed by it. But I just think when it comes to something like that, you have to kind of take it. You, you you have to look at it and and take the um situation right. such and 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 the work that that certain athletes put into it you know physically if you've got a physical advantage over that then there should be a handicap applied mm. accordingly to, to level up the playing field i'm sorry i i, I can't i can't but, but there is science to it so the thing is is that there is there are tests that are done that if you are producing x amount of testosterone that you can't compete in a female field i'm, I'm going by track and field that's the Castor Semenya yeah. thing, isn't it? Castor mm-hmm. Semenya is, yeah. 
Yeah, that's the, the most is, famous one, isn't it? So yeah, and don't get me wrong, I completely felt for her. Yeah, I me did. too. But yeah. at the same time, scientifically, if if you are biologically creating something in your, because actually, even as a man, if you're tested and you've got too much testosterone in your system, you can st- be stopped from competing. Yeah. Look, I think we're going off into an area that could cause us a lot. We of- are. I, I, I only wanted to mention that for the John Daly comments. To be yeah. Fair. Um, um, but uh, yeah, we need to be very careful what you say because people can get quite upset, and we are not in any way homophobic, transphobic, so or, or anything like that. So, so we're, we're fully. Let's fully end this with some um, quick update. We promised you last week that we'd have more of an update on our football club that we're potentially sponsoring. We're not quite there yet. We still haven't signed on the dotted line yet around the sponsorship details. It's, it's happening. It is. It is happening. It is hundred percent. We are, are going to get found illegal. Uh, we're we're going to get docked points for financial irregularities, even though we Which don't is, have any finances. <laughs> no, but this is why we're making sure that before we announce anything, it is all above board. We don't want the league that we're going to be entering. We can't even mention the league yet to get in any trouble. We certainly don't want our club to get in any trouble. So, um, but we if we got we should have. Early February, we're looking at that. Do you reckon? I'm thinking, if we if we've got any betting companies out there that do want to sponsor us, we're happy to take it until the end <laughs> to the end of the twenty five twenty six season. Yeah, Paddy Power, especially. We've given you enough. But please don't listen to the start of this podcast. <laughs> no, no, please don't. Just but mention Paddy Power. Go back a few more because we've we've bigged you up loads of times for your tweets. So you know, like, yeah. we've given you a lot of free promos. Least you could do. Um, it is, but yeah. Anyway, football news around our around us sponsoring um, the football team. It is happening. It is going to happen. Uh, we're just waiting for the sign off, and as soon as we can mention that, we will. Um, exciting things happening in the future. We're all going to go down and watch Danny play at Southend. Absolutely. Um, we'll hopefully get a little word with him as well. When the sun um, comes out, his debut tomorrow at Wildstone. Yeah. Well, yeah. Otherwise, it'll just be me and Chapo down there, and Q will be on satellite phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That. I'll be able to feel the cold through that. Q, Q would just be wearing a vest and short. There's a nice warm pub called the Blue Bordeaux around the corner. We'll just leave you in there, Q. You'll be fine. You'll love it in there. It wouldn't be All the, the, wouldn't be the first be well, You'll be well fine. Yeah, why not? No, exactly, exactly. Anyway, gentlemen, it's um, <laughs> it's been... It's been another interesting show, lots to talk about. And I know there's a couple of things that we didn't get to talk about tonight. Got loads um, I wanted to go into and speak about, actually. It, exactly. Time flies so fast. But anyway, um, Dr. Q, anything you want to leave us on? Any thoughts about what we discussed tonight or anything you want to just leave us on, really? Yeah. Yeah, I do, actually. I'm not normally one for the sentiment, as you, you two know. But um, even with what we saw with... Uh, Mannion and the Sheffield Wednesday player be nice to each other. Yeah, indeed, could not agree more. El Chapo, anything you want to lose for tonight? No, oh, I, I, I genuinely agree. Uh, again, thank you to all of our listeners, all of our followers. We're trying, you know, I'm, I'm desperately trying not to swear too much. Sheffield Silla, you've shit. done well actually. You've done well actually with the swearing. Yeah, so, so I, you know, uh, we. we, we we thank everybody that that listens to our mad ramblings, but we one hundred percent, as I say, uh, you know, just ask, just be nice to each other because it doesn't take very much. And do you know what, it, it's not as important as you think. Um, your healthy family, you know, love life and everything that goes with it is 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 so important to everybody. Um, so so that is all I got to say. But again, to our Belgian fan, please, mate, Enzo. 
I, I ask you all the time. Like all the time. I reckon I reckon it's Poirot. Yeah, are you Hercule Poirot? I would love to drink some of that. Um, in fact, I'd love to go to. In fact, I'd love to do a live podcast with the guy out in in Belgium because the beers are, are, are just next level. I mean, it's Philip Yeah, yeah, it is Philip. Philip, come on, mate, you need us. So no, again, thank you to all our listeners. Thank you to everybody out there. Thank you all to all the content providers um, that 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 we find out out in in the real world and um, to. To Varane, yeah, mate, don't don't be scared or else you'll be in big trouble. Exactly. If you do want to see Chapo swear, though, just log on to our TikTok anytime. There's plenty <laughs> of um, El Chapo going mental around Sheffield on that. So um, you can follow Football Renter or Avon. For top, yep. for top like footballers with Varane, that's not the worst big amount of white stuff they've ever been around. <laughs> no, no. And on that bombshell... <laughs> We will leave you. Thank you very much for tuning in again, everyone. We will see you next week on Football Ranter. Take it easy, everyone. Be kind to each other. Good night. In our world today, you can have your say of pretty much anything. We all got the right to say what shite at any time. We will read reviews, bad attitudes, complaints for you. Whether it's that or this, if there is a bliss, we will make sure we tell you what boils our pain.